If your doctor has said to you, you're pre-diabetic, please do not lose hope. Please do not think that's the death sentence. Please do not sit and eat Cinnabons and drink your sugar coffee and wait for it to get worse. I, I want to just please see my heart on this. There is a better way. And it is going to get worse. You don't just yes. kind of yes. not like you don't just, well, it didn't really do anything. No, it is going to get worse. It is classified as a terminal disease. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and I am so glad that I am being joined by Carrie Thompson. Carrie, what's up? Hey, so excited to be here. I was gone for a couple podcasts. I'm just saying, I hope your ratings didn't go down. Ah, I'm totally teasing, totally teasing. <laughs> hey, you know, at the, actually speaking of ratings, at the time of this recording, out of 860,000 podcasts in the United States, we are number 250. What? Wow. That's almost a million podcasts. You're 250. Yeah. Like not 250,000, just 250. Two, I mean, that's a plane two, a plane five, and a plane zero. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thankful. And you guys, that is all you. And let me really quick read a rating and, and a review that somebody left for us. This is from Selena NC. Bing. Selena, just a few hours ago, wrote five stars, Rebel Newbie. She writes, I'm so thankful to have come across Christy and her podcast. If you want someone who can speak the truth and life to your soul, you have found it. When she speaks, I swear it's nuggets of knowledge and experience that you will not find anywhere else. She gives us raw truth, but without making you feel diminished in any way. If anything, she makes you feel energized and ready to take on the challenge. That is my life. Thank you so much for representing the truth. And I love the banter between you and your sister on top ah. of everything. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know, Selena, is that we do this all day long. If you could be a little mouse in the corner sitting right here in my chair in my office, you would know we do this all day long. <laughs> All day long. Carrie does songs and voices and it's so funny. It's just it's really great. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the rating and thank you for the review. All of you guys, I sure appreciate that. It's because of you that everything's going so well. So thank you for sharing and sure appreciate this. And then just so everybody knows that if I ever say a link or anything, it is always going to be in the show notes. So you can right. click on it there and you can get redirected right where you want to go. So Carrie, I'm so excited about this podcast because I love this subject. And guys, this, today we're talking about diabetes. And I know that's like, uh, no, hold on a minute. It's the Christian Carrie way to bring it to you. It's not scary. It's not weird. It's not something that you should be like, it's layman's terms. Right. Real people terms. Real, real people. I think part of the problem, let me actually, let me back out. When Christy and I visited KetoCon last year, Again, Christy is speaking at KetoCon. Am I allowed to say that? I just am so proud of you. But anyway, when Christy and I visited KetoCon last year, one thing that struck me was Dr. Barry, we listened to him speak, and he said something that is the inspiration behind this podcast, in my heart anyway, because it was such a 
wow moment. Of course, being a nurse for many years, I have seen this, but when he said it, I was like, oh my gosh. He said, if your doctor's going to fight you on living this type of a lifestyle, the proper human diet, it's going to be about anybody with heart disease, like taking statins. And number two, anybody who is diabetic. And Christy, we heard the story sitting next to us of the woman who decided to feed her diabetic daughter a proper human diet. So diabetic, not give her carbs and grains and crap food, not give her ho-hos and Cheerios and ding-dongs. And guess what? Somebody called child protection on this woman. So because of me listening to Dr. Barry, Christy was sitting right next to me, our jaws are dropping open. You can't feed your child real food. I think that is why it's so important to talk about this today. And also because 100 million people, 100 yes. million people, by the way, there are 300 million people in the United States. So one third of those people, wow. 100 million people are pre-diabetic. And what does that mean? That means your A1C is between 5.7 and 6.4. And so that's not a good thing. And let's explain to Carrie, why don't you explain to people what A1s, what hemoglobin A1C means? I think you might even have a better handle oh. on it. We, I used to joke about this in the ICU. I used to say, you can't hide from an A1C. Mm -mm. So we would have people come in in uh, diabetic ketoacidosis or some kind of diabetic, even if they came in to get a knee replaced. And you know, we're going to check your blood sugar. Christy, I kid you not, they'd be like, oh, my blood sugars have been, or it's kind of like when people try to lie about their weight to you, Christy, it doesn't work. Oh, I've been running 80 to 100, or oh, with my insulin, I've been less than 120. And then you get the A1C back, which the other name for that is glycosylated hemoglobin. That's a mouth word, glycosylated, glycosylated. Um, when we would get these numbers back, we would be like, Mr. Smith, your blood sugar has not been 100 for the last couple months. So it is a test that measures uh, the very basic way to say it is what have your blood sugars been like? How well have you been controlling your diabetes? Isn't it a couple months, Christy, for the last three, 90 days? Yeah, three months. Yeah. yeah. So it's the last three months. It's a measure of what have you been doing? Or in other words, I like to call it the real truth. Christy has a technical way to explain it too. Well, I like to say the simplest way I've ever heard explained to me is how much sugar is coating your red blood cells. And you can't, and Carrie was right, you cannot hide from an A1C. And we all should know what our A1C is. I was married to a type 1 diabetic, Jason Nickel, my first marriage. And we're not talking about type 1. And, and anytime we talk about diabetes, Carrie and I, we're just not talking about type 1. That's yeah. really kind of a different ballgame. And that's not something that we deal with a lot. We're dealing with type 2 and pre-diabetics. And so the A1C is telling you if you are between 5.7 and a 6.4, that is like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> we're not looking too good. You need to, you need to take pause. And this isn't, no, this isn't a good thing. And this is, this is an indication that things you're running a little too high and that you have a little too much sugar coating your red blood cell and you need to stop and do an about face. And at least that's what we're all hoping you will do. And when Carrie talks about what your blood sugar is running, uh, a normal blood sugar is between 80 and 120. We like to say, we like to bring that down a bit and say between 80 and 100. 80 and 100. I and think personally, why not? Like, why would you want to ride it run on that 120 side? 
Well, Code Red Rebels do not even run that high, but we won't, you know, we won't get into that just yet. So, so when you try to tell your doctor, it's just like going into the dental hygienist and your hygienist asks you, do you floss? She or he can see that you don't floss. So it's not any, that's just, just exactly what an A1C does. It tells you, well, my, my blood sugar has been running, uh, running 86. Oh, bull crap. Because your A1C is, you know, is 6.2. Like you're not, you know, come on. So that those are the technical terms you might hear us throw up a l- here and there. Right. And I always say to my dental hygienist, why do you make me lie to you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. You know, you know the truth. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm better about flossing, but I'm not as good as Christy who will floss 24 seven if you'll let her. Sometimes she even flosses when she's online. That's all I'm saying. I do. I do. That's, I'm I- like, what are you doing? Stop. Don't. With those flossing, flossing is how you keep your. So when we say a hundred million people in the United States are pre-diabetic, a hundred million people are heading toward a danger zone. They're right. heading towards the fact that their pancreas is gonna give up. So your pancreas, you guys, secretes insulin. Insulin right. is the uh, the what we call the Beta absorptive. Cells. The, the absorptive hormone that causes the cell to open up and absorb nutrients. You cannot live without insulin. It's a Correct. life, not life-threatening. It is a vital hormone. All you have to have it. You have to have it because if you don't, then you can't absorb the nutrients. They can't get into your cell. It's like it opens, like it has a little key. It opens up the door to the cell. So your pancreas decreases the insulin. And when you, when you become insulin resistant or you become pre-diabetic, you're producing, I'm trying not to say too much to get too out there. Maybe you can help me stay on track no, a little bit. No, I think bit. you're right. Your body goes, uh, that key isn't working anymore. There you go. So your body goes, okay, so let me put out more keys. And it just takes a bigger and a thicker key to open up a cell. It's technically not actually bigger and thicker. So don't write to me. I had someone write to me nasty about you guys don't understand type one diabetes. I'm like, yeah, we do. We just almost everybody's type two. <laughs> That's why we talk about, we do get type one, but it's just that your body goes, uh, yeah, this is not working. So then your poor pancreas, we're just beating the heck out of it. You guys. I mean, those little beta sales are like trying to keep <laughs> up for those of you who can't see me. I'm running in place. Like, ah, so they just keep putting out more and more and more until Christy's right, they're done. So you got to start taking metformin. You got to start taking glucophage. You got to start taking a little bit of insulin or you'll die because your blood sugars are too high. You need insulin to make everything work. So you're just literally, I would say the most layman way to describe type two diabetes is you have beat the poop out of your pancreas. (laughs) Isn't that the best way to say it? Yeah, and I like to describe, it out. I like to describe insulin resistance as a way it's the same thing as shouting with somebody with earmuffs on. Yeah. They can't hear you, so you're shouting louder and louder. So your body has put earmuffs on and it yep. cannot receive the insulin, so your body puts out more and more and more until your pancreas gives up. It yes. gives up. It cannot keep up with the load. Done. Yeah, he says, I'm out. It can't keep up with the load that you're putting on your body. So you're heading, pre-diabetes is a really good indication. Like we all should have this check that your doctor is going to be able to say to you, hey, listen, it's not good. You're still in the reversing stage. So you can still make it better. But if you keep going down this path, you are going to become type two. And the thing that frustrates me the most, Christy, this is my biggest beef ugh, with modern medicine not even modern with traditional doctors and, you know, providers. And again, I believe 
if I break my leg, whatever, like I'm going to the ER to get stitched up. Let me just say that. So I'm not putting them down, but here is my biggest beef, Christy, is that they say, Hey, Bob, your A1C was whatever. (laughs) He says, what does that mean? Well, you're pre-diabetic. Okay. What should I do? Well, you know, we're just going to watch it. I hate that. So Bob is going to keep doing what he's doing, Christy, and he's going to end up with diabetes. So we're watching it. We're watching you wear out your pancreas. We're watching you continue to gain weight. We're watching you have nerve damage, eye damage, kidney damage, peripheral neuropathy. We're going to watch that. And I don't like, or we're going to send you to a dietitian who tells you to, you know, incorrect advice. We have seen people on our program decreasing their insulin demands, getting off their diabetic agents because they're choosing to eat the proper human diet. So by saying watching it, it's like, what What do you mean we're just going to watch it? So that to me, it makes me nuts, Christy. It makes me nuts when I hear that from doctors and everyone, not just docs. I mean, docs aren't just the blame. I was at a conference and I sat next to an endocrinologist and he believed what we believe on code red, but he says, well, I just don't uh, teach my, pa- well, patients won't. I just try to get them at a hundred grams of carbs per meal. Oh. And I mean, I about fell oh. over and I was like, how can you sit there and say that, you know, they need to be completely off. And he was like, cause they're not going to do it. So I just, I don't believe that. I don't believe people want to, I believe if you educate them, on the right, here's the deal. Wonder Bread, Bob, is not your friend. Oatmeal right. from McDonald's with right. craisins and brown sugar, that's making this worse. That's going to cause a massive demand on your pancreas. I just, I believe if we just tell people the truth, but they want to have their cake and eat it too, and they're making themselves sicker. So I, I just don't believe, well, they're just not going to do it. I just, we haven't seen that, have we? I mean, well, people want to boils down well. to sugar addiction. Yeah. You got to give up the sugar. Whether you want to lose 100 pounds or you don't want to be diabetic anymore. And I had this conversation with a family member who came to visit me over Christmas and their A1C is elevated. They do not eat code red. And this person is a nurse and knows better, but they don't want to give up their nightly chocolate. They don't. So you know what? Like at that point, you just go, you know, I, yeah. So the other thing that kills me, I told you this is the thing that bothers me the most, but the other thing that kills me are these dietary recommendations that we give to diabetics. So like you said, keep your carbs. So you have a disease where carbs are sort of, especially very processed carbs. So we're talking like you eat a big jar of SpaghettiOs. Okay. Your blood sugar is going to go up. Sorry. I had to say SpaghettiOs. (laughs) Oh, I used to love those when we were kids. And we didn't get them very often, by the way, because we couldn't afford those. (laughs) You eat a jar of spaghetti, SpaghettiOs, your blood sugar goes up. You test your blood sugar. You give yourself insulin to combat the SpaghettiOs. What are you doing? So you're telling people, we're telling people to eat healthy whole grains. I'm holding up my fingers and quote marks, okay? But, and then we're telling them to give themselves insulin to bring it back down when the real answer is just stop eating the crap food. And then you don't have to, it's simple. People are like, is this program okay for diabetics? Ah, it's the only <laughs> thing you should be eating if you're diabetic. Oh my gosh. Well, we all eat like we're diabetics on code yes. red. But I want to say this, I, Carrie and I know somebody whose A1C recently was 5.7. Now that's at the low end of the pre-diabetic scale. And his doctor didn't say anything to him. And I'm like, you, and he wouldn't have known 
what that even meant. And it didn't even say anything like, hey, just to kind of make you aware of this, A1C is a bit high and this is not real good because if you keep going like you are, it's going to keep getting worse. Nobody well, even said anything. They probably say exercise. They probably say try to lose weight. This is why it is called diabetes because most of the people that are type 2 diabetic, sadly enough, they are obese as well. And this is who we see oh my gosh, Christy, hundreds of people every day, just like this person I'm describing to you. So if your doctor has said to you, and I know you want another point, Christy, but if your doctor has said to you, you're pre-diabetic, please do not lose hope. Please do not think that's the death sentence. Please do not sit and eat Cinnabons and drink your sugar coffee and wait for it to get worse. I, I wanna just please see my heart on this. There is a better way. And it is going to get worse. You don't just kind of not. Like you don't just, well, it didn't really do anything. No, it is going to get worse. It is classified as a terminal disease. Yes. You don't want to screw around with diabetes. And so why is Code Red the answer to pre-diabetic or type 2 status? If you've been given, even if you've got, if your A1C is over 6.4, you're still going to be all right because we eat meat vegetables, nuts, eggs, seeds, seafoods, and fat. Now you're always going to trigger a little bit of insulin with every single thing that you eat because the cell needs to open up and receive broccoli. It needs to open up and receive steak and avocado. And it still needs to, your cell needs to open up and receive it. And that's what insulin does. So you're going to trigger a little bit, but you're only going to trigger a little bit. It's going to do its job and get out of your body, which is what you want because you cannot lose weight in the presence of insulin. It is the fat-producing hormone. Correct. And that is why people who eat all day long, mm. they give themselves food. They have to give themselves insulin. Maybe they gave themselves a little bit too much or they didn't count their carbs right. And then all of a sudden their blood sugar goes down. They get that horrible feeling like you're going to be sick, that nausea. Anybody that's had low blood sugar, hypoglycemia knows what I'm talking about. So they eat a little more an hour later. Then they just, they're constantly in this up and down thing. And this is why we teach on Code Red, no snacking. Because not only, whether you're diabetic or not, you guys, this applies to my nine-year-old daughter. You're beating your poor pancreas up. It's like process, process, give me insulin, do it, do it. Your stomach, everything doesn't have a hot minute to rest. And so even my own husband today, you can't see me rolling my eyes unless you're watching, asked me, so snacking? I was like, honey, (laughs) you know we don't snack on Code Red. Give your body a time. And this is especially true for diabetics or pre-diabetic people. It's true for everybody, but it's even more true because like Chrissy said, the insulin goes and it gets out. That's what you want. And I think it's podcast number two or three. I specifically talk about, if you want to go back and watch those, I specifically oh. talk about why we don't eat frequently on Code Red. Yes, yes. What it does, it beats up your system, but it causes you to secrete insulin all day long and right. your body cannot oh. get, get back down to baseline. And it, you really are beating yourself up. I thought it was funny, Carrie, when you talk about, um, and you get a lot of tickets. Of course, Carrie runs the medical. As you guys know, when we talk about tickets, they are emails that come to our help desk to come customer service and Carrie handles the medical stuff. And we see this on our social media and then you get this in private emails of people who say, my blood sugar, I get real, I can't eat Code Red because I get really shaky. And you always make me laugh when you're like, yeah, Bob, you're, you're getting shaky because you're, that's the thing. Hey, if your A1C is seven, y'all, your blood sugars are running high. They're running high. And then all of a sudden 
you change your eating and you start eating the proper human diet, a code red version, whatever you want to do, but you're not eating ho-hos and SpaghettiOs. Well, yeah, Bob, you've been running 300 for the last 10 years. Of course, you're going to feel like crap when you get to 120. You are. You're going to feel miserable. Your body is going to take a hot minute to get used to it. Let me give you another example of this. So if you always have high blood pressure, you always have, like you run high your whole entire life, and then somebody gives you some medication for your high blood pressure. Let's say you're sick, you're in the ER, they give it to you in your IV like we do in ICU, and all of a sudden your blood pressure goes to 110 over 20, One to, not over 20, <laughs> I'm going to get people right now, <laughs> 110 over 60, let's just say. So for me, Carrie, that would be a high blood pressure also for Christy. We don't run that high. That's just not our nature. But for someone who's running 200 over 100, you're going to feel horrible with a blood pressure that low. You're going to sweat. You're going to feel really bad. That is exactly, is 110 over 60 a normal blood pressure? Absolutely. But to someone who's running 200 over 100, they're going to feel terrible. So it's not the drop it's where you were before. So that's the exact same thing with blood sugar. If you're running 300s all the time or 250s or whatever, you're not going to feel good in a normal range right away. You really aren't. And the body, the brain needs glucose, but the body, so the brain functions best right around, I mean, for the average person, right around 100. You're going to notice Code Red Rebels, we just run low. We just don't have a lot of, of sugar in our body and our body is adjusted. So for a rebel to run 65, 70, 75, it ain't nothing. Like it's no big deal for our fasting glucose to be that low. And we're just used to it. So the body will get used to it, but you have to give it time, Bob, for your body to get used to the normal range. Oh, right. and Bob's like this, oh, you know, and he really is feeling it. He's oh, not, they, they really feel like crap. But, and then he wants to go and eat, you know, a peanut butter and jelly right. sandwich. Right. And because he gets panicky, but don't panic if you're eating the proper human diet and you're trying to bring yourself down. I mean, you might give a different advice, but Carrie, I mean, I'm a, I'm a cold turkey kind of person, but maybe if someone who runs that high is trying to get down to code red, maybe should titrate. <laughs> I think it depends on the person. It depends yeah. on what's going on with you. Here's the thing I really want to tell you guys though. And we say this all the time, but especially, I don't know how much, how many carbs diabetics eat, but you know, we definitely, our carbs, any carbs that we consume on code red are in veggie carbs. So, you know, there's the fiber, there's all that. So it's a different kind of food. You guys, it's just a different molecular makeup. It's going to hit your system differently. I will tell you that having had stomach surgeries, because you all know that I'm a failed weight loss surgery survivor, um, that I have something called dumping syndrome. If I eat anything that's not code red approved, uh, my blood sugar will dump. And remember, it's not how low it's getting. It's the difference between what it is normally to what it is now. So it's a very, I know how that hypoglycemia feels. It's a horrible panicky feeling. So trust me, I do understand. I don't want you to get so low that you're sick to your stomach, that you're throwing up. You know, I want you to be reasonable. So you may need to eat something initially because you got to realize you've gone from eating a lot of processed food and a lot of carbohydrates and sugar every day to none. Here's the most important thing, folks. You need to be in touch with your primary care provider and you have to start with their help. Let them know I'm eating, and you don't have to go into the big, I'm eating real water. Don't, I mean, just don't go there. It'll just cause problems. Just say, I'm really cutting back on my processed foods and my sugar. Can you help me with my medication? 
They need to help you cut back your metformin, your glucophage, your insulin. You may need to keep track of your blood sugars more regularly. You cannot take a thousand milligrams of, you know, whatever you were doing before and eat no carbs. I mean, you will be not feeling good. So it's really important that you're in contact with your docs about titrating your your medications. You will need to bring that the medication yes. down. You're just not going to have the demand for it. I mean, we had right. a rebel that was on a hundred units a day and now she's on zero. And so, and she had a pump, a mini med pump. And so you will need your medications adjusted. If you notice that you're losing weight and you're eating off the food list, you're going through the program and you're not feeling really good. It's because you're taking too much insulin yeah. you know, and you'll know, much, and yeah. you'll know. And so we do definitely, you need to stay in touch, make sure. And even I've even said, to, you know, to take your food list in, although it's a proper human diet. So it's not like it's even it's real food, water and sleep. And so it's always funny to me. People are like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you want me eating the pop tarts then in the oatmeal? You need healthy whole grains. So I'm going to eat healthy whole grains that I have to then take insulin for to cover doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't, I don't understand. And I know that the, yeah. the typical diabetic nurse educator, and maybe it's changed, but they were like a hundred grams of carbs per meal. And oh my God, 300 grams a day. Oh my goodness. You know, and you need to understand that if your blood sugars are fluctuating a lot, like they probably are now on the standard American diet, they will regulate and normalize yes. once you get on code red, get completely detoxed from the crap and let your blood sugars come down and just eat the two meals a day with high fat. You're going to notice a steady stream of energy that your body will adjust and fairly quickly. We see people that are having results the next morning, two days later, a week into code red. It's true. Christy, it's just really important. Some people do dump at night meaning their blood sugars go low at night. You know, you may want to have the glucose tabs on hand. Nut butter is a great alternative. You know, pop a couple strawberries in. I am not suggesting that for everybody, but if you do dump during the, and just wait it out, wait it out, keep track of your blood sugars. But I do want to say that please do not be dangerous. Let me make this very clear. I hope my, our lawyers are listening. No, <laughs> let me make it very clear. Please follow the advice of your doctor as far as titration. You really need to get help with that. And for God's sakes, do not quit taking all your insulin instantly and then be like, Code Red told me to quit taking my insulin just like Christine when we were growing up. The guy that threw his TV in the river because God told him to. <laughs> Which, of course, again, since you guys haven't heard this story in a while, we were very poor. Christy and I were like, why doesn't he give his TV to us? But God <laughs> told him to throw his TV in the river. Well, back then, TVs were expensive. I mean, so he threw his TV in the river. So please do not quit taking all your medication without help from a, your primary care provider. <laughs> And then be like, God told me or Christy told me to throw my insulin, my insulin in the river. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but I do want to say that healthy people makes a lot of sense, but they don't make a lot of dollars, guys. And Amen. the government, the industry, industry does not want to see you go down to two meals a day. I mean, industry, the, the food industry wants you to buy more food. That's their job. They want you to buy more food. They want you to eat three meals and two snacks. You're consuming more food. Imagine all of us, what would happen if all of us had two meals a day? We would be consuming so much less food. So you might get some pushback. You might get, and I, I hope your doctor, I just, I mean, the first rule in, in being a medical doctor is first do no harm. So I, I really hope that they are on board with this. I've seen a lot of, a few old school medical doctors that just aren't, 
you know, aren't really on board with this whole new way of thinking of high fat, low carb. But guys, I mean, you're not going to see a whole lot of support from the pharmaceutical industry. They want you to take those meds. There's a lot of money to be made off of you being sick. Oh, absolutely, Christy. And remember, if I can give you guys any piece of advice as you approach your primary care provider, be honest, but keep it simple. Don't go into the whole, you know, I'm a Christy Goldrat. And just like, unless they ask, like, just not that we're saying lie. We're just saying, keep it simple. I'm eating real food. I'm drinking water. I'm sleeping and I'm cutting out processed foods and sugar. There's no need to go into a big crazy. I have found uh, that this is the advice that we give our clients. Just keep it very simple and just say, can you help me titrate my medication? That is it. You don't, and remember, your doctor really should partner with you in your healthcare journey. And if you don't have a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a PA that partners with you, I think it's time to find somebody else. I mean, come on, you know, it's like, but that's my personal opinion. Those, I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just saying that it's really important that you partner with your doctor on all things, your thyroid, your periods, you know, anything you have going on, it's super important to be a, in a partnership. I like that partnership. And we hope that you better understand pre-diabetes, A1C, glucose levels, your blood sugar levels, and not, don't get scared by those terms. Don't be, right. you know, we used to call it the sugars. I used to have a case of the sugar diabetes, or the, <laughs> just the sugars. You know, my grandma had the sugars. Now we're seeing diabetics in children and doctors just aren't trained to handle that. And so they've really seen a shift in now we've got diabetic 11 year olds and it's just not good guys to handle it. They're just not trained to give them the right food advice. They know how to, they know how to give insulin. They can get you good. But if you don't have to do the insulin, like if you don't not, you don't have to, if you can minimize that in your body, you know, well, if you can manage your diabetes with your food, that's what is always optimal. We've got to get you out of that danger yes. status back into normal pancreas function, you know, and you can't lose weight in the presence of insulin, guys. So you really don't want to be eating all day long. Just be aware. Now you know. Now you can't unknow. You know, because Christine Carey told you yes. the real easy to understand way of, of diabetes, pre-diabetic type two, that kind of thing. So I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoy it. I love talking about this, sis. I do too. I do too. It's my favorite thing to talk about. And please do not be scared. Just check it out. Check out our program. If you need help, go to our help desk and I'm happy to answer any questions. I have some information about diabetes on there and some great videos I want you to watch. Absolutely. Guys, 10 pound takedown challenge is happening. So go to 10poundtakedown.com, the number 10, P-O-U-N-D, takedown.com. The link is in the show notes. Click on that if you're driving. Please don't touch your phone. Just listen to us talk. Let it just go to the next episode. Please, please, please don't text and drive. But if you are somewhere and you want to just click the link, that's easy for you. And thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys all. We want you as rebels. We want Code Red Kids. We want you guys on our program. Join the next challenge. Become a rebel of the proper human diet. Carrie, thank you for joining me. Thank you. You guys have a good one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? Then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. 
And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.